Yeah. Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ron, you do. Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast show with me, Ron. Me, Scott. Me, PJ. Cue the music. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. Keep on Sunnyside alive. La 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 la. La, 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 la. You don't stay. You don't stay down for very long. <laughs> I wasn't master for a go go bar. I wasn't master for a go go bar. Strip for me, babe. Strip for you. Sorry. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, it's quite gay. I mean, I've seen. I've seen the video. I saw the video. I that song's been in my head since about 1988 when I went first drinking. And that was in the charts in about 88 or so. And I, it's, I never saw the video for it. And it's all, oh, I wasn't real stripper to go, go, go. And it's all, you know, I, I buck for a buck. And, and I, I, I'm not sure I know what it is. Have you ever heard that song no. before? Oh, it's really good. It's very catchy. <laughs> <laughs> and But the lyrics are all about it. It gives the impression I'm a male stripper in a Google bar. Ladies are all giving me money. Then you watch a video. That is not the impression you get with the video. <laughs> it's a very different impression one gets from the video. But anyway, that's all unrelated to anything because now we've had our weigh in. It's what 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 was the show segment called? Wait and see. Wait and see. <laughs> well, let's do see do where do we're do at do here. Do 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 boo. The, d- the data will now have been transferred to my phone. What does this do to the ground? What was the app called again? Health Mate. Health Mate. Right, mate. Ugh, yeah. How's your health, mate? How's your health, mate? All right, fucker. How's your health, mate? All right, uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, we're all just we're all just uh, checking our phones here. It's, uh, yeah, it's really not the most exciting content. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, right. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm up. Two weeks ago, we all weighed ourselves uh, with a view to Ron said, "Hey guys, we should all. We're not feeling very healthy here. We should all." Well, I'm you know you weren't feeling very healthy. No, uh, and we kind of concurred. We weren't feeling very healthy either. <laughs> didn't we think I look very healthy. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, uh, we kind of decided, yeah, yeah all right, we'll, we'll join in. I'm um, not feeling very healthy, and we agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of flabbergasted at these results here because. So what happened to you? Right. So whenever we started this, yeah, um, which was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. What date was that? I don't know. Um, it's like the 9th of September? Yeah, 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 9th of September. Okay, so I was 20 stone, 11 and a half pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Then last Saturday, Sunday, I, measured, I weighed myself and I was 20 stone, 6 and a half pounds. Oh, very well oh, done. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. brilliant, that's 5 pounds off. Well done, you. Yesterday, I had a sneaky weigh myself and I was 20 stone, 1 and a half pounds. Okay. So I just weighed myself and I'm now 20 stone, 8 pounds. That serves you right for having a cheeky weigh in. <laughs> but But I haven't, I've been really good. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. Um, but wait, I mean, we we talked about this before. You I, I actually I looked this up. No, no, no. I looked this up. the The way those scales work is they use a piezoelectric thing. When you apply force to it, pressure to it, it, it squirts out electric. So you should. And that's I should, I should have measured. <laughs> I should have just applied less force. <laughs> but that's how it measures your mass. Squirts your out electric. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm speaking in a way that a non-electric. Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> uh, Would you stop the silence? I mean, last week you were talking about how funny it was to watch someone that you could listen to that guy laugh for an hour. I love the sound of a good un- un- yeah. infectious laugh. Your laughter is just silence. I yeah, I do. Stop it's doing that. Sounds like breathing. Just sounds like yeah. <laughs> Is all the listeners are getting this? Are they laughing or has, has Scott like it's actually had a heart attack? Scott's having an asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, it, so so they vary and they're not yeah. very reliable. And but if I you d- move the position of them, they can get slightly different weights. I'm so I up as well. I knew I, that I was. I would be look up. at the overall, you know, yeah. the, the big picture. I wouldn't worry your general trend. Because there is, is no, downwards. there is no way that you are seven pounds heavier today than you were yesterday. That, that would just be astonishing. Yeah, like. Yeah. So obviously yesterday's. So either yesterday's is wrong or today's wrong. It's up to you which one you want to pick. I don't know. We'll see how it goes next week. Or both of them are. Next week, I think it'll be the more reasonable. They kind of. I think it's always plus or minus two or three pounds. Yeah. Generally, so it's not unsurprising to me. Plus or minus half a stone. Yeah, that's a bit much. I know, but if yesterday's was wrong by half, half, you know, two or three pounds, today's would be wrong by two or three pounds, but wrong in a different direction. Yeah. And that's perfectly reasonable. Well, I knew that I was going to be up because. If you're if you're on Weight Watchers, I you're only supposed to weigh yourself once a week, on 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 the way in, and, it, and, and that's yeah. it. Uh, you knew you were up, yeah, hundred percent. You, Scott, you, Ron, you've been really well behaved. Yes, have you? well, yeah. you've been sticking to your. I have been like, sticking to my diet, yes. which is, which is the. I'm just using my fitness pal. I'm just calorie counting. Okay, is that not really fucking boring? No, I mean, I, after the first sort of week or so, I'm just I'm not really counting so much as I know what eating the same things I'm as you did. This thing, thing, yeah, I, I know yeah. roughly that. When you get over that first thing, where you pour like some cereal into a bowl, and the machine goes, "No, that's like five times the amount of human eats," and you go, "What the fuck? That's just like my, my normal." B-. You go, "Right, you bastard!" And then you and then you pull it out till you've got four cornflakes in the bowl, and now it goes, "Yes, that's the right amount." And you go, but then by the fourth or fifth week, you're going, "Yeah, I know it's five cornflakes." Fuck it. <laughs> that's my like my. <laughs> breakfast cereal says like those 13 servants i was like does it fuck i get a <laughs> barely a week out of this um no ron's been being very well behaved i ate like a prisoner on day release for the last two weeks any and particular I, reason nope, or just no nope, just... because i have no self-control yeah i, I find i have found that when i need to snack or mm-hmm. when not when i need snack because I, I if i eat probably i shouldn't need to snack but when i do snack I just go immediately for the worst thing possible, mm-hmm. and I just need to. I need to stop that. But Hi. I'm. I don't know. You also, but I mean, the thing is, as well. Like last time we were talking, you wanted to be fitter. You know, I do want to be. I do want to be fitter. Your I did nothing. Weight wasn't your problem. I did nothing. I did probably less exercise in these two weeks than I did in the two <laughs> weeks before. <laughs> the problem. Yeah, is, the problem I is, I get really frustrated with myself because I do want to do this. It sounds like this is just all a bit of a, like I didn't do it. Who cares? I genuinely really want to do it. Yeah, but. I just don't. It's not just yourself you're letting down, Scott. I, I know. I'm you're letting let all I'm, the listeners down. It's me and PJ. <laughs> it's everyone who's listening. Do you, I, is it, I mean, is it the lack of having someone to partner with through the day that goes, I yeah, I'll, I'll do this with you. I don't know. Do if it, I, I think it's the lack of, because I, maybe because I'm doing it by myself. I don't mind doing it by myself if I had some sort of a schedule. Hmm. If I had, right, I knew on Tuesday nights I was going to go for go to the gym or whatever. But because I haven't started that routine yet, it doesn't it, it doesn't exist. So it doesn't yeah. matter. It's not a real thing. So I'm going to go hell for leather. And if all else fails, when we meet again, I'll have fasted for two straight days to be yeah. down well, on the I, scales. My, my weight is down fractionally. 
but that's my weight goes up or down fractionally <laughs> all the time. So it's so not. I mean, I I will so vary. The two people that did nothing <laughs> have stayed about the same. The one person who's been trying really hard has somehow. The scales are said you put on half a stone. <laughs> well, I mean, go, going from the start point of two weeks ago, I'm down a few pounds. Yeah. But, yeah. but I kind of just thought that that was going to keep on. Th- I really it, thought I was going to stand on that and see that I was a pound lighter than yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm apparently seven pounds heavier. When, yeah. when no, I, was, I, I don't believe when that I, that's When right. I did the diet, I was 37 years old and, and not 37 stone, 37 years old. And I lost a pound a day absolutely every single day. Until I got to a point where was, it it sort of felt like it had plateaued and I couldn't lose it, and that was on the Slimmer World diet I think. And then Weight Watchers um, diet, no, no, I'm on Slimmer World diet. Weight Watchers is what it was on before, and I, I it did seem to work for me very quickly. And but I I was moving around a lot and and seemed you know it just seemed to go. But now it's like I l- maybe I'll lose two pounds, but the next day I'll put it back on again almost immediately. That's like as my willpower is incredibly good between about half eight and quarter to nine <laughs> in the morning. Anything beyond that, I'm in real trouble. I have uh, a full packet of Reese's peanut butter cups in my bag. I have a bag have of four whispers. <laughs> I have a packet of three whispers. Of a packet of I haven't had a chocolate bar in like two weeks. Oh, have my chocolate bar. No. Have a bit. It's really nice. I, I don't miss it. Do you not? Know what? No. what? I, need to get, I need to get to that point. I started buying popcorn. And eating popcorn yeah. and oh trying yeah, here to do that I did the, I did the frozen the frozen grapes frozen thing. grapes yeah I did that and I I went everyone let's have a try of the frozen grapes they're all going mm, no that's that's a bit weird because I think our freezer's too good your freezer's rubbish or something I don't know. they were proper frozen were they rock hard <laughs> rock hard <laughs> proper we no, had to leave them out for <laughs> half an hour to defrost a bit <laughs> right, your freezer's up too high no 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 it's it's, it's fine they were they were nice in yeah. a way I know but that's my wife was eating them going. No, I'm not not sure if I. No, no, no. no I actually I quite like these. Yeah. And then I, she went. I went. Do you want some more grapes? She went. Oh, is there more from the freezer? I went. No, just from the fridge. She went. Oh, they're quite nice. <laughs> it's like, oh right. Do so you just like grapes? Yeah. <laughs> you have just discovered that you like grapes. Okay. Well, in, in foods that uh, everyone else eats that Aaron's just had for the first time. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, Tuna. Gonna, no, you're going to be completely astonished at this one. But like, how, how do I get through life without not without having this? Okay. Diet Coke. Sweet corn. Exactly. Well, now, to be fair, I, I hadn't, until I went on my diet, my first diet, I'd never eaten sweet corn either. It just, it's a gross-looking, smelling thing. No, even on the cob? Even on the cob. I think Right, now, I don't like eating it on the cob. I think I'm, the f- I'm no, not no. brave enough to try it off the cob yet. No, no don't. It's it's really difficult to eat. It's stuck in between your teeth, and it's, it's just a real cob, pain in the hole. Um, just get it out of the tin with the, dri- the, with the green giant. Did you giant see there was it? a video doing the rounds about how to properly eat it off the cob and it's like nothing dr- like what you, you, you <laughs> kind of... <laughs> like that? <laughs> Ron was making blue job faces. Um, no, you you strip a strip of it off the cob. You kind of somehow cut it and then pull it and it, a whole strip of it comes away and then you can just eat it like that off the cob in one go. Like the I, Jolly uh, Green Giant has put a lot of effort into putting it in a here's tin. The, here's the thing. But where's it, it coming to the him? Tin, <laughs> it's the tin one. It's the tin one that put me off corn on the cob. Corn, uh, cor- corn is delicious. In the, tin, in the tin, it's got that juice that it's in, that yeah, but yellowy, all that off. yellowy corn piss, whatever it yeah. is that you kind of go. You strain all oh, that off. Corn's like, wet. Yeah. yeah, but the but first time you see it. Peas come in that same juice. Not, not corn juice, I but pea juice. I also didn't eat peas. <laughs> I don't think I'd like peas out of the can. I like frozen peas. If peas out of the can are the same? Yeah, you say that. <laughs> but it's the juice. It's but the, okay, the juice. did you like sweet corn? Uh, 
I am can take or leave it. I'm completely fine about it. <laughs> like um, it was coming in little bags that I was sort of you know little bags of veg for my meals. Mm-hmm. Were you just leaving the sweet corn and taking everything no, no, else out no, of the bag? I, I had purchased. Um, I went to Tesco about a week and a half ago, and I kind of was kind of uh, looking around the veg, and I thought, well, I'm not going to buy carrots and uh, broccoli and stuff because I know the effort required to do that is beyond what I will have after a day's work. So I went to the frozen section and yeah. little little portions of veggie and mm-hmm. meals. And um, this week I went to buy the same stuff and they didn't have any that didn't have sweet corn in it. So I just bought it anyway and thought, fuck it. And uh, had it on plate. Fuck Turn- it, I'll shit the sweet corn turns out, out, same as every other vegetable. Turns out, doesn't kill you. So you've never done a <laughs> sweet corn shit? No. Is that, is that ahead of me? <laughs> no, it's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet corn's quite nice in uh, chili, chili con carne. Okay, chili con carne. You don't, you don't still cook though. You don't cook, do you? you just uh, I cook occasionally. Yeah. Do you? What do you cook? Uh, chili's one thing I do cook. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? What's the ingredients? How do you do that? Well, generally I'll get the mince and I'll cook the mince and then I'll get a bit of sauce in there. Ah, you're right. It's the sauce I want to talk about. Where's the sauce come from? Uh, sometimes the sauce comes from a jar. Okay. Uh, other times, the sauce I would make in a in a pot, but I haven't done this for a while. It's, okay. it's been maybe a year since I've made the sauce from scratch, but I don't, I don't feel like a better person for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, at the end of it all, I don't, I don't feel like wow, I made the sauce from scratch. I'm usually like I just wasted half an hour making fucking sauce. Yeah, yeah. That, that is. Yeah. When I could have just bought it in Although, a jar. That said, right, the benefits of non-jar sauces: first of all, less sugar in it, isn't there? It's, it's a healthier sauce, less oil, less sugar. Okay. Second of all, um, you can. It, it's not. Well, it used to be it would have been cheaper, but I don't even think it is cheaper nowadays. I think it costs more to make yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only reason I used to like making it myself is I could make it stronger. Yeah. Um, but then Susie doesn't like things that are really strong. Mm-hmm. So I generally have to make things a bit weaker because she doesn't like spicy stuff. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, you know, just find new woman. Or, <laughs> um, or, or you can make you can make a kind of generic red sauce that you can then use for other things later on. You can make all sorts of things with it. I've never really got into the whole keeping stuff for later. Have you not? Oh, well, you don't get to this size by keeping stuff for later. <laughs> that's my favorite thing now is going into the fridge and going, what have we got from yesterday that I can turn into something yeah. different? Now, oh, there's that chicken we made yesterday that, that we had in... So you, uh, uh, chili is always better. That's just everyone says, but I mean, as I said, I don't keep stuff for later. I know but that's what I said. So you haven't had. So you haven't. Well, had no. What, like what what Scott means, I think, is uh, you haven't had like two day old chili. Chili, Re- chili is always, chili. Chili's yeah. always better when it's been left overnight. Well, the, same the, as stew. Stew was always better left overnight. I'm not a massive fan of stew. God, I love stew. Not a massive. My fan mom of used stew. to make stew all the time, and that was the best stew if it was the day old stew, yeah. where yeah. it was so thick that I, I when I was about. 14 or 15, I'll be very proud of myself for inventing what I call the stew sandwich. Basically some bread, shovel the stew onto yeah. it because it was, it was so thick you could dip fall it, out. but you could spread it over bread. <laughs> that's, that's thick stew. I used to love an egg banjo. What the fuck is egg banjo? Do you know, is, this an, is this another... Yeah, I think this may have been a Ferguson house only. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> right. I, I love egg banjos. What the fuck? How does your egg? mom make egg banjo? <laughs> you wash your mouth out, son. <laughs> An egg banjo, an egg banjo, was is like uh, a fried, a runny fried egg inside a toasted bap or a fried or a, a grilled fried bap, whatever you want, with like sliced up sausages. It's basically a sausage bap, but we call it an egg banjo because it looks like a banjo. No, then because why? 
I, this is a this is a physical. I, mean, I, I thought we were getting. I thought oh, I, I can see where the banjo comes from in this, but you're telling me it's nothing to do with the no the banjo. No, it doesn't. No, right. So, <laughs> so, so, so the sausages because everything's what I'm inside saying, the bap. Yeah, no, what, what, no, what the sausages are not the, the, the sausages. The, not the, like little string. No. Yeah, I'm no. seeing the same thing. I'm visualizing no. the same thing. No. As PJ here. So what? But ha- you're saying what? it's absolutely categorically not called it is a banjo. Not that. So what happens? It looks a bit like a banjo. What happens when you eat a when you eat an egg banjo is it an, this is going to be a physical gag. So listeners, this is just for the boys in the room. What what happens when you eat an egg banjo is inevitably because you get you want the egg to be as runny as possible. So inevitably you go like this. You bite into the egg banjo. Okay. You bite into the egg banjo and you go, oh. <laughs> Scott was strumming his chest there like, like as, he was as cleaning the egg, egg, yolk, yeah. the egg off him. Yeah, which so also you... coincidentally looked like he was strumming a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, that's right. It's an egg banjo. Okay. Okay. okay I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm still not convinced by the name there at all. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced anyone else has ever called it that. Well, while we've been talking about egg banjo, I've had the tune from Deliverance playing on my <laughs> 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 Uh, I, I mean, it makes me really curious to know what other weird foodstuffs you've had that we've never heard of. Well, we've talked. Do you talk- think everyone has eaten? We've talked about the Mars bar and apple sandwich. Yeah, we've definitely covered that so, ground. But that wasn't mine. That's Hannah's. That's Hannah's weird family. No, mm-hmm. I've definitely had that too. Yeah. Okay. But not in my own house. No. No, we never. Had, like, it was a, in Hannah's no. house. <laughs> 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 this is my favorite thing about us talking about losing weight. We always come around to talking about greasy food and chocolate <laughs> and uh, other kinds of foods we can eat. I jo- I made a nice um, chili uh, chicken and rice, or no, chili beef and rice. It was nice. Just chili beef. Just ch- beef with. Uh, Stop saying beef. <laughs> Just beef. Just beef and rice. <laughs> beef. I just we shouldn't really do a cookery podcast. I don't no. think we're any good at it. No, uh, I mean I'm well, certainly maybe not that's what the pa- the Patreon would like. <laughs> they get a PDF of our favorite recipes. Would you like recipes? recipes? Would you like recipes on mm. our show? We can do recipes on our show. I don't think. I mean, I mean as a as a deterrent, there'll be a picture of all three of us in the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, mm. I, the, yeah. When you're doing when you're making your own food for. It is better to make a load of it, and then you can shove it all in the freezer. I really want to do that thing where people make loads of food on a Sunday and then just have it all yeah. all through the week, and they can reheat it whenever they want. That's great. What a meal prep Sunday? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind God, of be. that just sounds like work. It does. It, but it, it is work. It sounds like a lot of work for this Sunday. But I, I think I would relish the non-work <laughs> that I have to do for the rest of the week mm. because I hate either mm. getting into work and realizing shit. I didn't make anything last night, so I'm gonna have to try and scavenge something up in Hollywood where it costs a fortune or I eat the same thing every day or practically the same thing every day I, I would to, love that I would I, love that I go to Tesco and I get the meal deal and it's a ham ham and cheese sandwich and uh, I get the wee fruit pot and I get a drink and that's I don't get bored of that no I'd, I would eat the same thing every day as well but I because I, co- I, I don't eat gluten I can't get anything from the Tesco's meal deal okay which mm. is frustrating because it's very good value um Especially if you get the coconut water. Does your work water. have a fridge? Does your work have a fridge? Yeah, yeah. We've got a fridge and a little the kitchen and stuff. Just like just go down and buy a, a, a packet of ham. I know. A packet of cheese. <sighs> yeah. Ham and cheese. God, Freeze the ham. Free. <laughs> 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 just, uh, and then it's like a ham that's lollipop. A, that, that, is a t- that is a tip for 
the meal deal, the, the coconut water is £2.50 by itself okay. in Tesco's. And if you get it with the meal deal, it's the, uh, the sandwich. It's part and the of the thing. Thing, yeah, it's part There of is one deal. disadvantage to that. You have to drink which, coconut water. Yeah, coconut water is <laughs> fucking awful. It's I amazing. Coconut sweat. Oh, the, the Belfast Food Festival thing was on. And we went around. And Nathan hates crowds. And Nathan hates noise. And Nathan hates going out. And Nathan loves free food. He <laughs> fucking loves Is Nathan it. me? He cannot get enough free food. It's <laughs> unbelievable. We're walking around going, oh, oh, this is free. This is free. Oh, I'm going to get some of this. I'm going to get I'm, I'm, eat, I'm eating this. I'm not even hungry. Shoveling <laughs> <laughs> bread into him. <laughs> Every time you turn around and look, he's got a new slice of bread from somewhere. Uh. <laughs> he went up to do this. He says, uh... There was a guy doing um, the, the, what do you call it, the challenge, the um, Pepsi challenge. It was Pepsi challenge. And then he goes, oh, oh, oh well, I want so to do a Pepsi challenge. The Pepsi challenge. Is it Pepsi? Is it another leading brand of cola? Can you tell the difference, sir? Yes. I absolutely can. I 100% can. Nathan goes, I says, do you want to do the Pepsi challenge? He goes, yeah, free fizzy. He <laughs> <laughs> says, but do you think you'll get it right? Doesn't matter, free fizzy. <laughs> Went up and he got it right, <laughs> but the thing was, he went, he lifted up. So, he, so they got, they have a little thing, they, they this little box, and they turn the door in it, and it reveals two glasses: one small glass of uh, uh, Pepsi Max or whatever it was, and the other one's the leading brand. And Nathan lifts up one of these things, and they're like little shot glasses filled with uh, diet uh, fizzy pop. And he sits and he sniffs it, <laughs> and then he drinks it. <laughs> And he keeps drinking it. Look, look, look. And he keeps drinking it. Till it's all gone. <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> he's just, he's, what are you? And then he lifts up the other one. He sniffs it again. And he just drinks it. <laughs> and that's it. And he goes, yeah, he just, he, like, I would have gone between the two. If oh, I no, look, look. There I mean, is, there there's it, quite it a is lot of drinking in one. Like yeah, it, there's, yeah that, that's fine. But going between the two to try and tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi, I could sniff the difference between well, Coke yeah, and Pepsi. I've, I've never understood that from a marketing point of view. No. Buy our stuff, it tastes just like the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I th- no, I, th- I think. But that's because everybody knows that whenever you're in a restaurant and somebody goes, you, or can I, can I have Coke? The response sometimes is, is Pepsi okay? And your answer is, no, it's not. That's what yes. my So Pepsi's marketing is. is like, take the Pepsi anyway, because it just tastes like Coke. But, it, but no, it doesn't. No, I disagree. I think, well, I think what it's smarter than that. I think what it's doing is they've gone, none of these bastards are even trying Pepsi Max. I mean, <laughs> if they tried it, they might go, well, it's not as shit as I was expecting. But it's definitely <laughs> not as nice. I think that's what they're hoping for people to go. No. That's not as nice. And I, I don't Pepsi, understand. Pepsi, by the way, if you're looking for a spo- if you're looking to sponsor a podcast, we my, we'll, my, we'll tell everyone. My opinion on Pepsi is perfectly reversible for the for the right price. <laughs> yeah, right price. I I drink a lot of Pepsi just because that's what's available in Subway. No, I ca- I can't. But, I, I, in, but that, I in that like instance, it. I go for Club. Uh, yeah, or else I'll get like the the dad. Seven up. I'm even. I'm even. I'm getting fed up with syrupy. You know, anything out of a, yeah. a, a dispenser where you just go. I don't know. The only time I, know I drink, you think this is diet coke, but I don't believe you. And I think it's like seven different flavors of stuff. <laughs> so the only time that I drink fizzy drinks now is if I go to the cinema. Mm. I don't. I don't drink them at why? any, why at would any you other time. It's like, I mean, why would you do that there? I don't know. Because I've got a big thing of popcorn. <laughs> That's the one place you could actually sneak a drink in. I know, but what am I going to sneak in if it's not going to be a bottle of Coke? It's going to be a, bo- bottle of di- a bottle of diluting orange from I, home? I, I've snuck in a bottle of water into the cinema before, and I felt completely pointless. 
<laughs> you want a little frisson of excitement there, do you? Is that what you're saying? You know, I t- I'll t- be like, we, we need to the cinema. I'm like, Susie, you're bringing the big bag. <laughs> and Susie's got her big handbag under her shoulder. And then we can sneak in like a massive bag of popcorn. My, my, my the trick my is, open the popcorn. You can get all the air out of it. You can get a, you can get a oh, squeezed yeah. way down oh, in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I've, I've taken now to, like when we go out and we know we're going to eat somewhere, just bring a couple of cans of Diet Coke with us. Just I'm even tempted to do that if we go to McDonald's or somewhere and just go to McDonald's, turn up and say, I'm, I'm, I only went to McDonald's the other day. Jesus. I, I think I've said to you before about um, in McDonald's you can ask for it without the bap. I, I got a, a quarter pounder meal yesterday without the bap. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice. just the quarter pounder? It's just a quarter pounder, but with the onions, the gherk- pickles, gherkins, whatever you call it, whatever you want to call yeah. them, um, and the mustard and ketchup and whatever. But they didn't kind of like... tasty is nice. Uh, they didn't kind of zhuzh it up for me the way Sometimes your guy did it was, it was literally do. like it, before they put it in the bat they went uh threw it in a, in I a like, tray i like to think that like it, when you when you ask for one of those the the guys there it's it's this it's this sudden moment this dawning moment that they could be a chef it's like if yeah. someone's going no I, I don't want you to make the burger the way you normally make the burger i want it without a bat and they're going shit this is this is like, like the doors of perception have blown up in their head this is deconstructing <laughs> the burger how can i do this how can i do and so you get it and i've had i've had like a double burger with bur- burger left and right and all the stuff around it at the side of it like a side salad i've had it where it's constructed in such a way that you could lift the two burger baps up with and all eat the them as a little in, meat yeah, burger yeah uh, with the stuff inside it and i've had stuff where it's just been splattered down like they don't give a fuck <laughs> so so it's kind of interesting to see how, how each one approaches yeah. it but i forgot to do that the other day and i ended up with a bat with money uh, with with uh bread and i'm sitting there going i we can't afford to eat here and i've ordered this thing that's the most expensive meal and i can't eat this because i've got a fuck i was just so depressed i want to see you go to domino's and ask for it without the dough you can well you, you can get, get gluten free, free and, I had and Domino's, gluten, I had, but I wouldn't risk it. Anymore. I had gluten free little wing tonight. Mm-hmm. Gluten free little wing pizza. Oh, you, and it's, it's delicious. Diet's is going it? fantastic, isn't it? What? <laughs> diet's <laughs> going fantastic. Yeah, I, I, know, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. When I was on it, when I was on a diet before, and I was going really well, and everything was great, I would go to. I I went to a couple of conventions in England, and I went out for a meal with people, and you'd get. I started ordering kids meals. For, for when I was out at McDonald's or wherever because it was enough. Yeah. So my stomach had shrunk enough that those were those were enough. Well, I tried to be healthy when I, I was in McDonald's that kids yesterday shrunk, so and you know. ordered Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Mistake. No. It's no, fucking the Coke Zero rotten. Is rotten. Yeah. The problem with Coke Zero is that it's trying to taste like Coke. So Diet Coke, once, you've accu- once you're kind of accustomed to the taste of Diet Coke, it's nicer because it doesn't have that sweetness. I would say we would also take on Coke as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> And Coke Zero, it's for life. <laughs> you even just want to send us a crate of Diet Coke to keep Ron. Like one crate of Diet one Coke to keep Ron lasting <laughs> for like a whole week. Yeah, one crate per episode that we put out. Per <laughs> so, um, yeah, what was I saying? I've forgotten. Anyway. Uh, one, yeah, they're, they're them trying kids to make portions? No. Oh, yeah, kids portions are, uh, yeah. I, 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 when I was on it that proper, I kids portions, but I think kids portions have shrunk now. Yeah. Even fucking, like, <laughs> the, do you remember fun size sweets? Do you remember how small they were? Yeah. And now that's the size of actual sweets. They're not fun. No. I, 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 uh, the, the Snickers and the Mars Duo Bars. Mm-hmm. You know the ones where they, they're one one wrapper, and they, but there's two <laughs> bits of... If Weight Watchers or Slimming World want to sponsor us as well. My cousin runs, Slimming, runs a Slimming World 
group uh-huh. cartel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the the these. Wait, we're still we still only pay for Slim World, so my wife can buy the Slim World bars, which are only available to buy from Slim World. World. <laughs> but she's still eating normally. <laughs> <laughs> these are just, just an extra the snack. There's a top up. <laughs> the Snickers Duo bars mm-hmm. are just the same size that Snickers bars used to be. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to make it out like I'm getting two bits of chocolate. And that you're a fat bastard for eating two. It's a marketing idea predicated on the notion that people, everyone's forgotten stuff that happened like yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. But my kids even have spotted this stuff is smaller than it used to be. Yeah. And you know, the worst thing is yogurts are tiny as well. I, 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 can't, I can't see where it ends. Where does it end? <laughs> it ends in revolution. That's where it ends. It ends in my kids going, Dad, we've got £40,000 worth of student debt. Houses cost £600,000 of their shitty rundown places in Belfast. And yogurts the size of a <laughs> fucking thimble <laughs> down with the, uh, the fucking government. That's what's going to happen to it. I'm pretty sure. That's, that's Brexit for you. <laughs> Anyway, on to another European conflict. And, uh, <laughs> a classic. Uh, so our classic this week was The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. Okay. Which is I... a 1943 war movie. Well, classic. 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 There is some old stuff that you might not have seen. I have two issues with this movie from the get-go. Well, we'll get to that. The, the title's completely uh, inaccurate. In the Colonel he doesn't Blimp. die. Colonel Blimp doesn't yeah. die, and he's not called Colonel Blimp. Yes. That was the case. I don't, know, I don't think you did the outside reading. Like, did, did you enjoy the film? But no, Ron, Ron had something that he All wanted right. to well, oh, talk yeah, about. As, as an intro, yes. Okay, so the, the film is from 1943. It is uh, from The Archers, which is Michael Powell and Emmerich uh, Pressburger. Who made a lot of films in that period, um, and this is basically the story of uh, Brigadier General Clive Candy, and it starts in 1902 with him uh, getting back from the Boer War. Well, actually, technically, it starts in 1943, uh, and then there's a flashback to 19, 1902, mm-hmm. and we basically get to see him as he moves through the various wars that he's been involved in, and the relationships that he forms over, the, over that period. So. I've been going on about this film for years. Anyone who listened, what did you think of it? Right. Well, here's the first thing I did was I, I watched the film. I thought it was great. Right. I thought it was a brilliant film. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I I liked the the framing narrative. It felt very um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Rosebud. Rosebud. It felt like that. It felt yes. like yeah, Citizen Kane. Um, and after I watched it, I thought, why is he called Colonel Blimp? And so I googled it. Yes. Right. Do you know it's a comic book movie? Well, I do now. Now, now? Well, I, I, I do that whenever you texted us to say this is based on a comic book. Yeah. Did you look up any of it? No. Okay. Colonel Blimp was a cartoon strip by a guy whose name I've forgotten. And I wrote it down so I, I would remember. Um, <laughs> and and the, the Colonel Blimp of the cartoon strip was this blustering old fool who doesn't really know what's going on at all and would often say ridiculous things that are kind of... Um, I mean, if it was still going now, you could hear some of the stuff being said. It'd be yeah. things like, you know, um, uh, oh God, I can't think of anything. Sort I'm going to look up bloody foreigners, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, it'd be full of that. I mean, it'd be full. But of why of, then? But why it'd be full of stuff that would be. Um, 
it would be funny, but also kind so he's of basically ridiculous. Trump. It'd be yeah, yeah. It would be. It would be. It would be if you know if handouts. Uh, you know if um, if I'm I'm going to look up one because they are actually I actually think they're pretty funny for for the most part. Um, God, God, sir, Lord Beatty is right. We must build a bigger navy than the enemy will build when he hears we're building a bigger navy than he's building. So it's just full of stuff like that. Uh, God, sir, Lord of Europe was right. We must refuse to take part in another world war unless arrangements are made to hold it in the British Empire. <laughs> so it's full of sort of blustery things like that. God, sir, Lord Bunk is right. No wonder Hitler gets sore throats with these Geneva people leaving doors open all the time. So it's, it's a sort of ridiculous kind of um, Yeah, it's a sort character. of satire of that sort of um, know-nothing armchair yeah, general. And, and here's, I mean, right, here, here's one that's actually really biting, I think. God, sir, Franco was right. The women and children of Guernica just massacred themselves for spite. So, I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's also, I mean, that that's a real, that's really real biting, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a real edge to it. Okay, so why is the film called Colonel Blimp when it's not because it is Blimp. him. That's the thing. That's it. that's the interesting thing. I think. I think what's really interesting is Paul Pressburger looked at this stupid cartoon character and thought to themselves, "How would you get to be like that? How would you become that person? And and how would you become that ridiculous person and treat it seriously? It'd be like it'd be like looking at the 1966 Batman and going." How would you? How would you get to be that Batman? How would you? No, but I don't how think would you arrive at that point. I don't th- I and can't, I think. I think that's can't what's s- interesting. But I can't it. see any they of those. that character as well. But I can't see any of those words coming out of Candy's mouth. Well, towards the end, Candy is he's out of touch with modern warfare. Yeah. Yes, he, and he's out of touch with what it takes to win a war in the 1940s versus what it took in the in the in the Boer War yeah. and yes. the First World War. Yeah, and as he says, you know, good honest soldiering won this war, and yeah. good honest, uh, you know, fighting by the rules is is the is the way to do it. Yeah, and the framing device of the movie is that the Home Guard are having a war games exercise, mm-hmm. and the younger men who are in their 20s decide the, the, the way it's going to be set up is that it's going to be the younger men versus the old guard yeah and the younger men um get a telegram to say the war starts at midnight yeah and they say well we're just going to start war now because yeah. the nazis aren't going to play by the rules this this idea that everyone's going to agree to some sort of formal uh declaration of war starting at a certain point is is nonsense they and they, they you and the information that they get in order to um, enact their plan comes from the fact that the leader of the the young troop Spud is sleeping with the driver of. I don't think anyone notices he's sleeping with her, but he's going out with her. He's going out with her. Yes, it's a boyfriend, but um, is going out with the Colonel Colonel Candy's driver. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is a that, you know that's espionage. That, yes. you know, that's a you know it's a. But the other significant thing is, is the love story of Candy and. Uh, the love of his life, who essentially he finds again and again, sort of reincarnated as these, as these younger, different... Always played by Deborah Always, always played by the same woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and she ends up being one of these girls that looks like this this, this woman, which which was a little creepy. I thought there, there's, there's, a, definitely there's a point a w- where it's even addressed that it's a there's bit There's definitely creepy. an element of that scene. That probably <laughs> seemed fine in 1943. And today <laughs> we would see that as a kind of a weird affectation that... Yeah. You know, a weird thing to bolt onto the story is that he's he's constantly falling in love with the same woman every. Yeah. But but I guess I mean the argument is that he you know he he sees the same things in in these women over and over again and he kind of wants to be close to them. Yeah. But it isn't it isn't portrayed as a creepy thing in the, in the no. Film, and the, 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 no, but there is that there's that bit where he's making a speech about how he met his now wife, who um is twenty years his junior. Yes. And and everyone's kind of looking around going. 
you you saw her in a thing and then you followed her, hunted her down, and and like a well, yeah. I mean, he, he meets his stalker? wife in a in in a convent in in a convent in I think Flanders Fields or something yeah. like that, and she's she's working there. And then he gets back to England, and he knows roughly where she came from, so he organizes a ball for nurses who've served in that area, yeah, uh, just to kind of draw her out and find her again, yeah. Which and everyone does look at him a bit kind of strange and admits to that, but yeah. she she finds it really sweet, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's all that creepy, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> it's like dating Hannah was a lot more. Creepy than <laughs> well, uh, uh, anyway, so. Um, I, I guess if we start sort of near the start of it, did you did you like the bit when I told you the other day, was, which is like my favorite the ti- switcheroo, ti- the time machine device at the start of the yeah. film? Yeah, which is I, yes, I I really liked it. I think it is too simple for its own good because I think most people won't realize this will happen. Yes, yeah. Um, it's but it's 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 brilliantly done, but I think most people will not quite get. What happens? So, so what, what happens is when, so, yeah, so when the, the young young soldier goes to uh, arrest Colonel Blimp in this war game exercise, right at the start of the film, Colonel Blimp's having a, a Turkish massage, which is interestingly where the where the Colonel Blimp cartoons are always set. They're always set in a Turkish massage with him with a big belly and the moustache yeah. and, and all that there. And he starts fighting with him. And as the fight progresses, he falls into the pool of water. And then the camera tracks along the pool. <coughs> and what what I think is is the is the trickiest part of it is we haven't seen Colonel Candy up until this point. So all we know him as is the older Colonel Candy with the big gut and the bald head and the big mustache. Yeah. We haven't seen the younger and we I didn't know that he was going to be played by the same actor just in old makeup. Uh, so yeah, I when think, I think it's fantastic performance across Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's magnificent. Yeah. But when but when he goes under the water and another younger person comes up out of the water yeah. in a in a now changed setting of a turkish bathhouse i didn't immediately twig oh that's the same guy his he's ripped, I, his, I, ripped I, his i think your problem is that you're in you're watching it in 2018 whereas audiences at the time would know who um roger livesey is and, sure and I they would have seen roger livesey as an old makeup and they'd say, well there's he roger livesey ripped, he hasn't ripped his makeup off the old fat guy fighting that we see the back of is a different actor yeah it's a well, double. yeah but double. yeah but they're not it, it, you're, they're, you're not you're not meant to assume a trend like yeah a, you don't see a transition in time yes but i i i mean i bought that i think it's no i think it's i think it's really bought it and, yeah and felt that that was although in my head the film's in black and white and when i came in your house you were playing it in color so it what is you, it's, 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 it's a, a so wonderful technicolor what do you mean like, in your head is black and white you watched it less than a week it. ago I know, but i were going to remember it i think it's the same as me thinking if a film is is uh, set in 1843 and it's in black and white then it it must have been made in 1843. If a film set during World War Two, it's got to be black and white because I saw a lot of black and white movies after that film. So I think, I think my head has just gone. Well, this was this a prestige a and picture, one. and it was shot in Technicolor, yeah. which is a because I was watching your telly. I was thinking that looks really beautiful. Why is it looking black and white on mine? <laughs> I mean, I I love how Technicolor looks. Yeah, and um, the the archers <laughs> were like some of the the best proponents of it at the time. So this, the way that. You said the archers twice, and both times I've thought of the radio show. So what are you talking about? <laughs> the, ar- the archers was the name of the, of the that Michael Powell and uh, Pressburger gave to themselves. So oh, right. Pressburger wrote the scripts mm-hmm. uh, with Powell's sort of you know um, input, and Powell directed them, and then they both produced them. So they, the pair of them, were their own little industry. They made 
seven or eight films together. Yeah. Um, and they just refer to themselves as the Archers. So the Archers always appeared at the start of the film. Oh, okay. And it was like their stamp that was their sort of creative name was the Archers. Which you know I quite a lot about this. I I mean, like almost like this is of all the things we've talked about in this show, this is the first time you've shown any proper expertise <laughs> in something. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is it's taken a long time to get to something, but it's nice. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Archers. Um, okay. But this and A Matter of Life and Death and The Red Shoes are probably my favourite three films of theirs. Mm-hmm. And they were the sort of the most um, most ambitious, apart from maybe Tales of Hoffman, which is an actual opera, which mm-hmm. is acted out on stage. It's really far in, in the direction of not so much a film, but just a, a, a stage, a stagey type thing put on. Well, the, yeah, this film feels a hundred percent like a stage play played out in three acts. Yeah, like this, this that's what it feels yeah. like, and, and it's it's really long. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's two and three quarter hours, but it moves along at an old clip like. It, it's it's got a, it's got a bit of a pace. Two and, and three I, quarter hours is a long time. That's that a, a lot. Yeah. Like that's a lot. That's Lord of the Rings, and I remember that's, go. I remember seeing that in the, the cinema, hunter. and there was an interval. Well, yeah, in but between. Not, not that there's anything wrong with a, with a long movie. The I these sorts of films, I put it. I guess I watched Mandy and this today, and this felt shorter. Shorter. <laughs> the I I always struggle with these sorts of films. These kind of age of films because of some of the dialogue and some of the way that it's cut and those sorts of things just really stick out to me. This is. An absolute joy. This is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I I did watch it over two nights because I didn't realize it was fucking three hours long. Whenever <laughs> I started it, eleven o'clock, it just popped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was made in nineteen forty three. They barely had electricity on for most of the day. Yeah. Um, you, you thought there'd be like a bomb scare in the middle of that? Yeah, the <laughs> Nazis dropped some bombs. Well, what was interesting is I then went after I finished it and watched uh, like a twenty minute piece that um martin scorsese had yeah. had done uh, kind of not, not uh, yeah just him talking about the oh, film right, okay um and th- basically the 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 department of information or the ministry of information didn't want them to make yeah. the film um and uh they wanted Laurence olivier to play candy. colonel candy um and they wouldn't he was uh, he was on active duty because mm. it was 1943 the war was still going on and the information department said no, you can't have, you can't have them. Yeah. Uh, so they got um, Roger Livesey, Roger Livesey, Roger Livesey, Livesey, um, because he was only I say only he was still doing his bit, but he was working in a, mu- in a munitions factory, so they didn't yeah. have power over what he what he could do. Um, so they ended up getting him, and I just couldn't see how anyone else could play it better. The performance is stellar to play, but also. Anton Wilbrick is fantastic. Yeah. As, as, as Theo. Te- <laughs> did, no, he, does he say Teo or Theo? Well, is, is he pronouncing Theo, it? Theo, it's Teo. Teo, yeah, yeah, he is saying Teo. Who is the the good German. Yeah. Who is a sort of the friendly German who um, who uh, Candy meets in the first sort of his visit to Germany when he goes to mm. kind of uh, dissuade some German propaganda. He ends up insulting the entire German army. Yeah. And then the German army draw lots to have someone who will have a duel against him so basically it's somebody he's fighting against who has no real uh, gripe against him personally and they have this duel and end up in hospital together and they form this lifelong friendship yeah um, but you don't see the duel 
which you don't is, see the duel, which is a really clever bit yeah. of film. And to be did. honest, there's there's a lot of plot points that you don't see, and they've done a very good job of hiding what are important things and but but still conveying the information the the flip books that they use yes, um little montages little montages of of what he's doing in his life um and then all of a sudden they come to quite an abrupt black period where there's no pictures yeah. being taken and it continues to the the hand continues to flip the pages over and then there is the um the, thing the obituary re- page yeah, from the, the thing that reminds me of is the opening of up oh yeah 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 where, you know, there's all these dreams mm-hmm. on the page and then all of a sudden there's no mo- there's nothing else on the page it know? just stops so the, the next thing that you see after the the multiple black pages is the obituaries page and you see that his wife has died yeah um and they do a similar sort of thing whenever um his his gentleman servant uh, passes away in combat in World War Two, and <laughs> he had to go on and join Dad's army. Yeah. Uh, oh really? Yeah. So James McKechnie. All oh, right. Okay. He basically he leaves at the he announces he's going to join the Home Guard. Yeah. And then he dies pretty much in the next scene. But then if you watch Dad's army, yeah, there, there he is, pretty much playing the same character. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot older. He's. A, I think he's in the Cruel Sea as well, as you mentioned last week. Is right? he? Yeah. Right. Okay. Playing the same Scottish character. Uh, he does a lot. He does a lot of that. Oh no, no, it's not the Cruel Sea. It's a different uh, World War Two movie that I'd watched as well. I uh, I was thinking as I was watching this, this feels like the type of thing that should be prime for a remake, but I just don't think it's possible. Uh, no, I, I mean I think it's it's very much of its time. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it celebrates certain notions of Britishness. Yes, and um, there is a there's a British the empire. There's a British I, hubris that, which would not go over particularly well no. these days. No, uh, uh, well. I don't. He's not particularly. Um, he's not an objectionable imp- character. In no, any way. no, but he's not, and that's why I think that. I think the, the 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 reason that it couldn't be remade is you'd have to make it about the Boer War, World War One, and World War Two. You couldn't update it to say Korea, Vietnam, and no Iraq because the sensibilities just aren't there. That 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 kind of. Um, that kind of uh, war for sport. Yes, it's, it's it's a lot of it is kind of about the notion of the gentleman going to war. Yeah, and how by the Second World War, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, it it really is a blood sport. Yeah. Um, what did you, what did you think? Of, I mean, the other the other famous montage in it is the is the heads on the wall. Oh yeah, the shoot as he as he goes on hunts, we're trying to trying to, where a man is trying to fill his time between wars. Yeah, by killing animals, by by murder, by yeah. just wholesale murder of yeah. he every say, he says, animal he can find. He said, "What is it?" He says to um, I think it's to well, they're both played by the same woman, so it could be either his wife or his long lost love. But he says, "If when the war ends." If the war ends tomorrow, I'd go right back to the office and tell me and tell well, yes. them where 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 can I where can where's I go next? Where's the next? Yeah, where's me? Yeah. yeah, where's the where's another war where you can use me? Yeah, um, you yeah. You're blank there. I, yeah, I just I had I <laughs> you had it. You were going to say something and then yeah, nothing. I had it and then he said the exact phrase that from the film and I was like, oh, that's what it was. And then it, the other thing yeah. went out of my head. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I I love Anton Wolbrook in it. I mean, he's he's my favorite. What else has he been in? Uh, the other film that he's now there's two other films he's in that are famous for. He's he's, he's in the Red Shoes, which is another film film okay. from the Archers, and um, he's also he played the original 
um, evil husband in the original Ga- version of Gaslight. Gaslight. Yeah, yeah, which was remade for Hollywood. So he's a uh, he's an interesting character because he has that fantastic speech near the end where he's. I posted the, I posted the video up on my Instagram. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's gonna be go- it's gonna be gone by the time it, it comes out, but it's just a um, it's a really oddly prescient speech. Yes. To be um uh, to be made given the current political climate, um, where he's basically saying that if you if if you don't hit them the way that they hit you because you're too gentlemanly mm-hmm. then the only way soon enough the only way will be the nazi way mm-hmm. because they're not going to play you know okay, they're not gonna no, play. I, I was talking about the other speech where he's trying to get back into the trying to stay in in britain yeah and he has and he's oh the truth the truth the truth yes, thing his, yeah his and truth. it's it's all done in one agonizing push in yeah um but it's just it's just this amazing sort of monologue about how you know he, he went back after the first world war and how germany was on its knees and how he built a life for himself and and his and his wife and sons, but now twenty years later he doesn't recognize his wife's died, and his sons are Nazis. Yeah, and he doesn't recognize Germany anymore, and he needs to get out. But yeah, he le- and he left Germany because he was homesick. Yeah, and he was homesick for a country where he'd been held captive for 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 however long. Because that was, was the last place that he was he was truly happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a really powerful scene, and I I don't think Anton Wahlberg is re- remembered particularly. Uh, as much as he should be, because he was a fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, but his life kind of paralleled that because he left, he got out of, you know, the east, Eastern Europe because he was a, he was half Jewish and he was also gay. Right. So he had to escape, and he came to England to changed his name as well. His yeah, his birth name his is name and he, and he Adolf became an actor. Yeah, his first name was Adolf. You know, yeah. which you know wasn't a very popular name at the time. He was <laughs> he was getting out. So, but that 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 role meant a lot to him. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so, and you can see it. Like yeah. it's the the performances throughout are are I, fantastic. I would watch that film again. There's not many films I've seen, like a lot of modern films. I'd sit and go, ah, I watched that. That was good, and then on yeah. to the next thing. I'd watch it, I watch it like again. I'd, I'd on a heartbeat. watch that again. There, and it, it, there's some really funny lines, really, really funny lines. Yeah. Like I laughed out loud a lot, and to the point where Hannah shouted, "What are you laughing at?" And there's the line <laughs> when he's given off to one of the youngsters, uh, Colonel. Uh, Colonel Candy is given off to one of the youngsters, and he said, "I was fighting in wars whenever you were in nappies. I was fighting in wars whenever you were a coin toss between a boy's name and a girl's name." Yeah, and I, that's you know, there's some real good humor in there as well. It's beautifully shot, like it looks gorgeous, and some of the storytelling techniques that they use in it are are fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, the only reason I really know of the film is because Martin Scorsese discovered it whenever he was a youngster. Yeah, and kind of. But he yeah. discovered the nine, the ninety minute cut he saw down a 90 version, minute yeah, cut where they where they put everything in order for the American audience, and, yeah, he, right. and it was in black and white the mm-hmm. way you remember it. Yeah, yeah. and That's uh, he, the one I've he, seen. he saw that on TV in the fifties, mm-hmm. and then over the years, him and his film school buddies tried to find the original a, an original print of it, and eventually they got Michael Powell over from England to uh, to introduce this uh, final print. You know that yeah. was. And that's where Michael Powell met his wife, Thelma Shoemaker, who was Martin Scorsese's editor, All right. and is still his editor to this day. Mm-hmm. They were only married for about six years, but um, yeah, so that that it's kind of always had this sort of weird connection to Scorsese and how he how he made films. You know? Yeah, and well, they, 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 they he said as well that the 
the big scene in Raging Bull whenever he's fighting for the middleweight title. Yes. That is taken directly from this film because you don't see the fight you don't see the fight it's it's, it's a really long tracking Mm. shot of him walking down to the ring and then when he gets into the ring the camera jibs up and away and into the rafters that's exactly what happens during the duel scene squaring off and then that's the end of it yeah and that's it i thought it's kind of funny that that in the duel scene the big scar that he has on his face was because he came home drunk And the candies. Yeah, oh yes, he yeah, just yeah, came yeah. Home drunk and smashed his face through a thing. You sort of, you're, it takes ages for you to figure out who's won this match. Yeah, because they're both in the hospital, but and they've both got scars on their faces yeah. and stuff. But his is just a, a silly accident. The other fun story from that period is that whenever they were making Raging Bull, because Robert De Niro had to gain a whole lot of weight in various points, he was asking Michael Powell like, how did how did Clive Candy gain all the weight? How did he? How did he portray himself as an older man? How did he convince him to do this? What what makeup techniques did they use? What and Michael Powell just said it was just acting. <laughs> it was acting. <laughs> that's that's the same as the Dustin Hoffman uh, Dustin Hoffman Marathon uh, Man uh, yeah, sketch. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there. I mean, yeah. There, there is. There's definitely a moment in the start where he's replaced by another actor from yes. the back when they're doing that fight in the in the water. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. It did send me down a a, a rabbit hole of, of watching World War Two movies, and, yeah. and they are surprisingly difficult to get hold of because they, I don't know why no one they're they're not e- they're expensive, and you kind of go, why are these? Why can I not I buy try, uh, Yeah, I looked I looked at buying this on iTunes today, and it's twelve ninety nine. I'm just for for, uh, for the life and death of Colonel wow, Colonel yeah. Blimp, and I'm just kind of like. That's that's a that's a lot for a film these days. It yeah. is, and I would say if you were going to buy it, um, and I don't know if it's available in the UK, but if you were, uh, Criterion had this gorgeous yeah. Blu-ray which has yeah. lots of special features on it, and has a really good commentary from um, Martin Scorsese and Michael Powell, which has made like in the mid eighties. I'm I'm strictly no physical media. I'm a no yeah. physical media household. Oh, hi, right. Okay. This is Viren. So we. Let's say we, that's closed. That topic is now closed okay. because we've talked about that now. <laughs> okay. Anything else is just us coming back to and round and round to it. Let's talk about this physical media thing. Because okay. did you see? Uh, Can I just have one thing. I think there's a room. There's room for a streaming service which is just proper classic films. Yes, I agree with you. I and uh, the, there is there's a thing on on Amazon Prime has as part of its. Uh, set up, you can subscribe to BFI, British Film Institute, yeah. but it doesn't have a lot of those older black and white war, war films. Films that I, again, would have watched in the mid-80s or so when, when on BBC Two, the really good kind of classic war films. Uh, Ice Cold and Alex, like, wh- where is Ice Cold and Alex? It's really hard. I, had to, buy, I, I, I had to buy a Blu-ray of Ice Cold and Alex, which I have, uh-huh. but yeah. How do you find? I'm gonna Ice have Cold to Google Ice Cold and Alex. Oh, it's an amazing. Um, in fact, it's, that's it's, that's it's my classic. Film. That's my classic suggestion. I'm saying <laughs> it now. I, I, it's an excellent film. I was amazed that this wasn't on Netflix because it doesn't seem like it's gonna be expensive to get the rights to it. And then I, when I thought about it, I was like, who is gonna seek this out to watch it yeah. on Netflix? I, I think someone needs to make a classic film film. Uh, streaming service called Filmstrip or something like that. Yeah. Which well, only, only does films from like the 19, 19-aught to yeah. 1960. Keep it really yeah. old. Somebody's going to have to recommend the best to me though because I I struggle with all of the things that we talked about. It, um, but there, so they have to be films of the life and death of Colonel Blimp quality. Okay. I'm suggesting Ice Cold Alex. That's my classic. Ice Cold Alex. I, I would definitely agree with it. It's a fantastic film. Right Do you on. have a suggestion for the new classic? Uh, for the, our new classic. If you don't um, go with Ice Cold Classic, Alex. I mean, I'll just go with Ice Cold Alex. Or, or Flight of the Phoenix is another amazing film. <laughs> Dickie Attenborough. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good too. Um, 
But I, I actually think Ice Cold Knox is a really good shout. Okay. All right, fine, we'll do that then. Okay. Because I didn't have anything else. Do you know? Do you know what it's about? Nope. Ice Cold and Alex. But uh, don't uh, don't don't tell me a thing about it. I'll just go, I'll just watch it. Okay. 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 Um, I will make that happen for oh. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flight of the Phoenix is, is also one of my favorite. Was favorite it was films. remade, wasn't it? It, it was remade. Recently, yeah. yeah. Not that well, recently. Well, ten years ago, maybe. Yeah, like because yeah. what do you call him was in it? Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's in it. It's one of my favorite actors. I like Dennis Quaid. Oh no, I'm thinking of something else. Then I've actually met Dennis Quaid. You really have you? Did yeah. you tell him I loved inner space? No, <laughs> did I, I did loved I inner space. Have, have I not told you this story? Okay. No. Tell us the okay. story. I, so I was working in Chester and Stroke, the charity that I worked for. I was walking, we were walking past the Crown. Uh, we'd just been to this big meeting. The big meeting that basically was was uh, his boss had got this. Dennis outside. Quaid's boss? No, no, no. My boss's boss had got this outside IT consultancy firm to come in and look at our IT setup. And I was kind of going, well, our IT setup's fine. I don't know. And basically, their their whole report amounted to you don't need an IT person working for you. You should hire us to do all of your IT. Ah. That was what their big report amounted <laughs> to. So <laughs> I was I was jittery and coming back with my boss. My boss who's like three foot taller than me. He's a really tall guy, and we were walking along, and this bloke starts walking across from the Europa, and I'm kind of glanced. I glanced over at this bloke, and I went, that guy looks passably familiar. And as he walked over towards me, this big beaming smile went on his face and my face. I went, that's Dennis Quaid. <laughs> and he walked on. <laughs> he just walked past. And I like going to my boss. What was going, Dennis Quaid doing in Belfast? I have no fucking clue. But my boss is, my boss is going, so what do you think we're going to do about the computers? And I'm going, that was Dennis Quaid. And my boss is like of an age that maybe wouldn't, you know, he's older than me, so maybe he wouldn't. But you know, Dennis Quaid doesn't mean as much to him. But see from West Belfast, (laughs) (laughs) but like for for my age, Dennis Quaid is kind of, I suppose he would be. He came after Harrison Ford, but he would be you know if you're a bit younger. He he was definitely an actor who benefited from Harrison Ford. Yeah, he was like if you can't get Harrison Ford, or. You know, someone like that. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Quaid's your next port co- protocol. Yeah, yeah. So, so, for, so if you're an actor that, I think, I, I think for my boss Harrison Ford maybe would have been a Johnny Come Lately kind of guy. Yeah. So, so to him, Dennis Quaid means nothing. I'm going, Dennis Quaid, and he's going, yeah, but what about this stuff about your computer? I'm going, I can't honestly, I can't <laughs> even think about any of that stuff. <laughs> Dennis Quaid smiled to me, and I actually, I felt like I was on the turn. He, <laughs> like he's that handsome. I mean, Dennis Quaid. Oh my God, Dennis Quaid. When we so when that was my that's my Dennis. Quaid. That's it. I don't know what he was doing there. I presumed he was making a film, but maybe he wasn't. I don't know. I, I know. Really. I know. At one point, Harrison, when, uh, Johnny Depp, or not Johnny Depp, who was here? Oh, oh, Brad man, Pitt. Brad Pitt was here when he was doing that Irish film. So I just assumed he was making a film. Brad Pitt there, was here. Harrison. Brad Pitt was here a couple of years ago. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. He's here all the bloody time. Um, my s- whenever we were in, we went to Florida on a family holiday. And we were coming out of Plant Hollywood, and a limousine pulled up beside us with the the back window down. My sister looked in the back window and she went, "Dad, it's the black guy from Lethal Weapon." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, Danny Glover was in the back of the in the back wow. of the limo. <laughs> the he didn't take kindly to my little sister <laughs> like, <laughs> screaming, "It's the black guy from Lethal Weapon." <laughs> That's odd. I, I, you know, I was thinking about this today. Funny, my my kids have, so I like to think that I I am very cool and dead on it, and not in any way have any any. I. <laughs> 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 what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Maybe I shouldn't say that. Well, look, what I'm saying is, right, I am of an age that goes, look, the guys, I don't see color. And then you'll go, oh, I know who you're talking about, the black guy from that film. So, you know, I do see color. It's clearly a thing that I see, and it's clearly a thing I use as a differentiator. I mean, of a, I'm of an age that I would use it as a differentiator between sure. two char- two people. If I saw two people walking along and you said, who was the guy like uh, that had the stilts on? I'd go, it was the black guy. It <laughs> wouldn't be, you know, it, yeah. I, I wouldn't it's think. Not, it's yeah. uh, but, but, I, but when you think about it, you go, well, that's not racism, is that? That's fine, isn't it? But it sort of is, it is racist, it is. Because I mean, my kids, my kids do not see color in a way that I think I mean when I say I do not see color. I think when I say I do not see color, what I mean is, you know, Ron and Scott, I do not see the color of your shirts that are you're wearing, which I literally couldn't care less about, you know, but but that's not really what I mean. What I, you know, it, they they like I would not go right, here's how I would describe the difference between Ron and Scott. Scott is the one wearing the jacket, right? And whereas if if um that that's if if the color of your skin were different, I'd go. Yeah, Scott's the black one. Yeah, but but, but, but you know I mean, it'd be the big differentiator. But the interesting thing is because you are because you are white, and for listeners who aren't aware, PJ's a white we man. We are <laughs> all white men. <laughs> because you are white, yeah, you are intrinsically wired to see white as the default. Yeah, it would not yeah. occur to you to, if you were describing me and Scott to put someone else. as a white guy. You would assume. You, they but would assume that you were a white guy. Well, you you would go well. well there's two white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would not think to include that information. Yeah, no, no, it wouldn't be a thing. That could. My kids are like that with color. My kids are like that to the point that that um, we are slightly like. Uh, there was a, a kid. Uh, they were at a party, and Tom was at a party a couple of years ago, and he he came out. And there was this other kid that we had never seen before, and he hadn't played with, and 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 they seemed to get on really good with him. And I was like, who's who's that? Who's a wee black guy and and wee black kid and. And he was going, oh, that's whatever his name was. And um, we're going, okay. Uh, oh, no, no, we were kind of going, who was that you are playing with? He goes, who? I'm going, the kid you were playing with. You know the one? No, who do you mean? And he's going, we're going, the, the kid that, oh, God, don't, want, don't make me say say this. Don't make me go. You know, but the, in that, is, in that situation. Like and, and he goes, the kid with the glasses. I'm going, oh, yeah, him, him. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? But, uh, I don't see it. I think there are instances when it's racist. I also think there are instances when it's helpful. Yeah, but here's the thing. If if she'd said to you, oh, shit, there's a guy from Lethal Weapon who was about to retire, you'd know. I know, but that's such a long-winded phrase. There's the old guy from Lethal Weapon. Yeah, It's Roger. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing, though, right? I've noticed this a lot in in fiction. Yeah. Um, And we'll get to my pick of the week later. But in the week, this is my um, in my in my in my current pick of the week. I've noticed that the author, whenever they're describing new people entering, they don't use a racial descriptor when they're white, but when they're black, they say, um, you know, a tall black woman. Yeah, yeah. And white authors never notice that they're, that they're doing this yeah. because they they assume that the default is white. Yeah. But I know if I was listening to it and if. If they felt the need to describe people as white, I'd be like, "Well, of course they're white," you know, because yeah. my in my head the default is white because yeah. I am white. My well, it's, it's my experience is white. Yeah, but it's yeah. but it's also because we're from Ireland. Ireland's ninety. <laughs> is, Ireland is ninety eight point seven percent white. Yeah. Yeah. We're very white. We're, like we couldn't be to whiter. To be fair, though, the, like because that's averaged out. Like there are probably a few people uh, with much darker skin, but because our skin's often so white that it's actually 
like ultraviolet. <laughs> it, it pushes the average over towards more white. It's not even Ireland. It's Northern Ireland. Yeah, is well, really. White. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, yeah, but also yeah. racist. So that's okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a reason. Um, <laughs> Belfast has a relatively large Chinese community. Yeah, but it's relative to like Lisbon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a few thousand Chinese people in Belfast. Yeah. And there's not a lot of other races knocking about. You know, no. there's there's the odd Indian sca- person scattered about. There's the odd sort of uh, person of African origin scattered about. But really, there's a few Chinese people and tons and tons of white people. Yeah. And I think you know, whenever I have a, you know, whenever I talk to any English people who come here, they're always going, Where, where's all the black people? Which is weird because they, they're just, they've grown up in England so used to seeing yeah. people of many different, you know, races and creeds around them. Yeah. And then they come here, and all of a sudden, it's like it's like it's like someone's turned off blue. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, one of the colors that you're used to just is not available. Like I, yeah. when we moved over here from England, two of my dad's two of my dad's friends when we lived in England were black, so we were around there. Back up, Scott. Yeah. You lived in England. Yes. When? Uh, from like 1986 to 19, we didn't move back here until I was in P4. So okay. Yeah, like nineteen ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I we moved. Did we, not know this. Oh, we yeah. Well, we lived in England and then we moved to Scotland. I was born here, li- moved in England, I didn't moved know to Scotland, he was a racist, and so then you know. back. Yeah, <laughs> but two of, two of my dad's very close friends were black. So whenever I was growing up, like being around them and their kids and whatever, yeah. and then I moved over here, and I, so I moved to P four P five. I don't think I saw another black person for years. Yeah, because they 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 just weren't here. There was no kids in my school. Yeah, I remember I remember the 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 year that we had the first black kid in the school. Like just it like it was normal in it was normal in in, in England. England. It was normalish in Scotland. Le- certainly less normal than England. But there, you know, with my dad's friends, there was people on the street or the street next to us. And then I just came over here, and it was like, yeah, this or, place is it, really white. <laughs> Yeah, in my high school, there was uh, two Chinese people. And in upper sixth, sorry, in lower sixth, whenever I started um, sixth year, we got a guy called Muhammad, and that was the first black person I ever met. And after that, I didn't meet another one until I was in my mid-twenties. Yeah. It was, it's really, really white here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, It even feels odd discussing it, because it sounds like... It sounds like it, you're partly to blame for it, I, <laughs> <laughs> but but it also like say, even saying I don't even like saying the phrase a black person like I, it just sounds it well, sounds almost language like, has become I, very difficult. Yeah, I, I think black is okay to use if you're going to use white to describe. Sure, because you know I am not white. I am a weird fleshy color sort of yeah pinky hey, hey, mixture fleshy colored. Well. What do you assume flesh would be? <laughs> what I assume flesh looked <laughs> yeah, like yeah. in my experience. To you, flesh is white. Yes, fair enough. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. <laughs> okay, so milky beige, <laughs> and that is the actual color I am. I mean, if you actually met a person who was white, you would be terrified. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. they'd be a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and similarly, if you met a person who was black, you would think, "Where is all the light gone?" As they hit yeah. this person. Yeah. But th- they're handy descriptors to kind of you know. No, but that's what I'm saying. Strokes, they're they're handy know. descriptors for broad strokes. If they're handy descriptors they're, for here, no, no, no. The, but I don't think they are. I think the problem is that we think they are, 
because they're easy labels for us to go with. When often, I mean, there are other just as good labels. It's just that we we the, the, these things are so screamingly different to us that that our brain just goes, nope, that's the thing, that's the thing, that's the thing. There's a really old, you know, the old Irish joke about. Uh, Seamus and Paddy have two horses, and Seamus says to Paddy, how are we going to tell the difference? Paddy goes, well, sure, I'll tell you what, I'll cut the hair off my horse, off his tail, right? So my horse will be the one with no tail, and then you'll come in, and you'll see the horses, and you'll go, that's your horse there, Paddy. He goes, okay. The next day they come back, both the tails are cut off. He goes, Jesus, Paddy, what are we going to do? He says, I know, Seamus, what I'll do is I'll cut the mane off my horse, so my horse will have no mane, and your horse will have a mane, it'll be grand, and sure, the next morning we'll come back, and that that's how we'll tell. And the next day they come back, and the, both the manes are gone, Jesus, Paddy, I don't know how are we going to tell the horses to apart now he goes well sure Seamus you take the black one I'll take the white one <laughs> <laughs> but is that not disproving your point no no what I'm, what I, no, what I'm saying is, is the Irish are thick <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is I think we uh, we go to these these differentiators between people and colour is the big one for us but it's not. A, I mean, I mean, it's also a lazy one. It's a kind of lazy big one, and and I and I think. I mean, it depends what you mean by. But what's interesting to me is that my kids do not. They do not see it as like for them. The color of your skin is the same. You know, the, is as much of a differentiator between two people as the color of your hair or of the length of your beard. Is that because or of they the have size a wider experience of people yeah, I who think aren't so. white? I think so. Well, maybe they, should, so. maybe they should see it, and then you wouldn't have to spend 30 minutes trying to explain via photo fit which kid <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, it's only difficult because I didn't, there were certain combinations of words I wanted. To, I, don't, I don't want my kids to grow up in a world where they no. go... This or that, or these are big differences to us. I mean, it is funny because my my son, I give my son a lift from school, my oldest son a lift from school, and one of his friends is of Italian origin, and has you know was born there, grew up here, and goes back there often. One is of Chinese origin, uh, you know, goes to China very often with his, his parents, and lives here. And the other one is I forgot where he is. Uh, he's Indian, I think, and. Uh, again, exactly the same. They've all got exactly the same. They all go to their uh, mother country, as it were, and come back here. And they all have to be taught their mother language again because they don't really, they haven't lived, you know, and they might speak it at home, they might speak it to their parents. But they, they don't, you know, they're all in that car with my kid and those other three kids. My kid was the weird, odd one out because he's still in the same place he was born in. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. my son only knows one language. That's <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> That's odd. Anyway, well, I, I don't. Well, it was a dead end of a conversation, but you know. No, I mean the other the other take on that is that to try and avoid someone's talking about someone's race is to try and ignore part of what makes them who they are. Yeah, you but know, I mean, I, not, I don't. To not I don't, refer to it, you know. But I don't. I. Don't, yeah, I mean, I I can I can see that, but that's I think that that's like saying I mean, you have to pick and choose what you're going to talk to someone about or. What you know, you don't want to make that the only thing you want to talk to. No, them about, I mean, I mean, I mean, the only thing you want to, you know, with with um, with your kids, it's kind of it's, you you're talking. You're talking about no, an actual notice physical the fact description. That their life is maybe different than his life yeah. because of that. Well, yeah, but they, yeah, but I mean that that then doesn't doesn't factor into how they look. That's the thing. No. I mean, they don't discuss. I, I mean, for them, it's all. Oh, you're you were born in China. Oh, you speak Chinese. Oh, you you have to go to extra Chinese classes because you've got to learn how to write all that. Ha ha ha! And and I come extra every school. time you talk, you, your <laughs> mum, you're shouting at her, and it's really loud in the car, and you're whispering in this car, and and, and and but none of it is about 
color of skin or any of those or any, any and and they're born out of um any jokes they have with each other are born out of penis size penis <laughs> size oh god god oh, i i hope never to know uh are, are, are born if they're born out of stereotypes at all they're born out of stereotypes of knowledge of those people and and the realities of their lives rather than stereotypes that are ninth generation handed down based on you know, uh, jokes. Yeah, I, I I understand and appreciate all that, but they they are the the stereotypes and jokes that are made by the kids who know all these other children intimately. Yeah, you needed to explain to your son which kid was which, no, and you don't no, know, no, and you no, don't no, know him. That's not what I didn't. Uh, that's not. No, I, I mean, just learn their names. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know his name. I didn't know any of their names. Anyway, anyway, that's. I don't know mm. what we were talking about that for. That was no, just, that was because you, oh, you're a racist sister. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, pick of the week. Do you have a pick of the week? Uh, I do have a pick of the week. Oh, um, and our classic is going to be Ice Cold and Alex. Yes. Yes. So we're, we're uh, w- watch that so you can uh, excellent enjoy and it have all a cold a cold tin of Carlsberg handy for the end of that. Uh, <laughs> or it's worth, it's worth waiting it's for. Piss water. Um, um, so you can't drink Carlsberg anyway. Yeah, these are references about the film. You'll find out. Yeah, yeah I know. But uh, my pick is um, the Cormoran Strike book series, written by Robert Galbraith slash. Really, oh, J.K. J.K. Rowling. Uh, so I'm in the middle of the audiobook of the latest one, which came out this week, and I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I don't think enough people really check these books out. I think they've dismissed them because they think it's, I don't know, it's not real detective fiction because J.K. Rowling's writing it. There's, or there's no wizards in it. There's no wizards. Uh, Imagine a set of detective novels set in Harry Potter's world. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, that, that, I think it kind of is what Fantastic Beasts yeah, is. Kind of what, yeah, okay, well, I take it back then. That'd be terrible. Um, Did you not like Fantastic Beasts? I've never, I haven't managed to conjure up the wherewithal to watch it all. I haven't, I haven't managed to stay awake through the first film. I'm not. I, no, me and Hannah, me and Hannah watched it. Really enjoyed it. Like it's not. I always fall asleep during the ice skating rhino, and that's <laughs> that. <laughs> like recognizes like. <laughs> But no, the strike books are really good. They're they're really sort of uh, interesting central character and lore built up around them. Mm. There's there's an awful lot of backstory that kind of gets revealed every every subsequent book. And um, the, I mean, the first three books have been made into BBC miniseries, and they've kind of chucked away a lot of the interest and stuff to make these miniseries. But uh, I, I definitely think they're worth checking out if you're if you like okay. detective stories and. Um, if you liked J.K. Rowling's writing at all, yeah, they're very they're they're in a very different style. Did you did you buy the audiobooks or yes. did you get them from um, the library? Uh, I got them via well, actually, the, the first three I got as audiobooks from iBooks, and then since then I have had a subscription to Audible. Oh, okay, so, okay. So that's where, I where, do, where do you listen to it? Uh, in the car. Okay, yeah. I'm in the car a lot, so yeah. I've got through about. Now this last one is really long. It's like twenty three hours. Yeah. So I'm about eight. 10 hours into it something like that yeah um so another week or week and a half and your, i'll be your, finished it. your little hint uh scott about uh that uh audiobooks and stuff from the libraries yeah my son's been listening to harry potter every night yeah it's from, like from, from the light from the audiobook it's amazing the, that it's just yeah. all there for free yeah, yeah it's fantastic although I, we did run into a problem where we tried to take a book out that there, they had five copies of the digital version of for audiobook downloads and oh, they, yeah. they were all out <laughs> How does that work? This is, yeah. this is, like, these are digital. What's going on? They just, can't all just be out. copy That's and ridiculous. paste. That is copy ridiculous. and paste. But, yeah. you know, but anyway, do you have a pick of the week? Yes. No, um, you're very excited about your pick of the week. Uh, well, it's just because I have one off it, like without having to think on my feet. <laughs> okay. um, yes, I've been re-watching The Shield. Oh, excellent. I 
watched this originally when it was being shown on Channel 5 here, and I remember having to wait with bated breath at the end of a, whenever a series was would that end. When Channel 5 wasn't quite on everyone's TV yet? We were still it getting, was, it was still I mean, it, the, the machine sometimes. ran from 2002 to 2008. Yeah. Is that right? That sounds a bit right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, a, it, yeah, yeah, 2002 to 2008. I, I guess it was because no one really, I mean, Channel 5 picked it up. And Channel 5 picked it up because I guess it was on FX yeah. in the it States. It cheap. It was cheap. But um, I mean, it's but got nobody one watched of, it because it was Channel 5 and nobody was watching Channel exactly. 5 at that point. And no, nobody still is watching Channel 5. Mm-hmm. It's got, for my money, possibly the best pilot episode mm-hmm. of a TV series that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a terrific hook. Um, and it does, it, it ran for the same length of time that The Wire ran for, 2002 to 2008. It's, it does everything that The Wire does, but just on steroids a little bit. But what I, what I find more interesting is that it did everything that Breaking Bad did before Breaking Bad did it. Yeah, I would, that's, that's the show I would compare it to more. Yeah, and it's it's been completely overlooked yeah. in terms of kind of critical... You can almost write a synopsis of Breaking Bad and you can just lay that same synopsis over the top of of the shield. Yeah. In terms of character motivations and yeah. what happens. It's just two, it's just two people going about the same things just in slightly different ways, but ultimately they are doing mm-hmm. they're doing pound for pound the same the same shady shit. Um and I just think that it's been it's been horrendously overlooked because it's such a terrific show and it ha- I don't think there has been uh, I've just finished season 4 and I don't think that there's I've ever seen a guest actor in for a series that was as good as Glenn Close, Glenn Close is yeah. in that. Although one, in Forrest Whitaker gives her a pretty good for, run for, but a he but he next... doesn't count because he's in it for three seasons. Yeah, so he he is like he's a recurring cast member for me. I mean, g- um, give for for listeners who haven't heard it, give, give us sort of a high level uh, synopsis. So of the, show. the Shield revolves around uh, Detective Vic Mackey, who runs the. Um, farmington pd's strike team the strike team have been set up they're a four-man unit and basically they've been set up and given almost carte blanche by the captain or sorry the uh the police the, chief, the, the police chief yeah. to basically start cleaning up the streets by whatever by any means necessary they're tasked with basically drug sort of the gang yeah gang they're dr- drugs problem. drugs and gangs is what their uh their bread and butter is um and it's I based, based off a real division, the Rampart division. Oh really? Yeah, from the early nineties. Oh, that's interesting. Which there was a film made starring Woody Harrelson as as the Vic Mackey character, as the same sort of character. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. So Rampart, check it out. Okay, I'll watch Rampart as a, as, a, as a different sort of take yeah. on, on similar yeah. source material. So. Um, I won't give away what happens in the uh, in the pilot because it re- it's really important that you see it yeah. for yourself. Um, it's such a kind of gut punch that yeah i think it's important but basically what happens throughout the arc of the series is vic what's on the end of his stick he he gets it's really hard to explain because in breaking bad there is a there is a catalyst well if i if i say this is is how much of one man's soul is he prepared to give up to protect the things that he loves yeah and that's that's essentially the same hook and whether, but those bad. things that he loves can can um, and oscillate th- between his family and and his city. Yes, um, and also 
does he really love those things or are they just the things that he thinks he needs in his life to kind of to stop him going to, full to, on yeah just stop yeah just stop him going full on gangster yeah um it's yeah the the, the you know he's a corrupt cop which is kind of you know the, the the through line he's he's not above planting evidence he's not above uh killing people what he, that he thinks you know would go free in the justice system he's yeah. not he's not above uh but he's never it's never um grandiose it's never uh he's not he's not happy that he has to do these things but the system isn't working yeah so he he feels that he does what he absolutely has to do but the, there's a there's a brilliant episode i think it's in season is it in season 3 or 4 which is like this weird be sort of prequel episode beforehand. Yes. Where where you see them do where him and his crew do the first thing that they that was illegal. And at the end of it they Vic says something like, That was so easy. And you realise it's when you start chipping away at, at the legalities of life. Yeah. And if you're prepared to kind of do this thing to cross the line, well next time you'll go slightly further across the line. Yeah. Until all you're doing is operating from the other side of the line yeah. all the time. And the the character arcs and where they where they start and where they get to are so natural. Like Shane Shane Vendrell's character arc and what happens to him and Walton Goggins is for my money the finest T V actor of his generation. It's it's he's phenomenal. Yeah. He really is. And how that that show because again, it's almost like it's one story. Because even though it's seven seasons worth of material, it everything that happens in the seventh season has come from seasons before. It's yeah. not like... And plus, the time period the whole thing covers is actually more like two years. Yeah. Even though it takes seven years to tell. it's it, You know, the first season takes place over the period of about maybe four weeks yeah. or so. And the, 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 the way that the seasons ramp up towards the end as the stakes get higher and higher and... You know, th- there's characters who are getting stomach ulcers just from the stress of kind of juggle everything that that is going on. Um, oh, I'm getting one of those. <laughs> and my favorite, the, the weird thing is, my favorite characters in it are not the strike team. It's Claudette and and Claudette Dutch. and Dutch. Yeah. So alongside this through line of these corrupt cops and their their war on gangs and their attempt to evade detection by internal affairs, is almost like this mystery of the week type thing. Where the, the two most the two best detectives are constantly trying to solve day to day crimes, but they're 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 trying to solve the crimes from within the system. Yes, um, whereas Vic is 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 kind of showing up these big massive drug hauls that came from dodgy information that he obtained illegally. Cla- uh, uh, Whims and and Wagenbach are are trying are not trying to they are just doing it with from within the law and if somebody gets away it will we'll get him next time yeah it's they're 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 not going to start planting but they have to be there to show what the what this con what the contrast of what hard yeah. hard work and proper police work sh- looks like versus taking shortcuts uh and i love those characters i mean i yeah if i actually really wished at the end they would have spun off another show just about them yeah but cuz um, the, the guy i mean obviously cch pounder has been in a fair amount of yeah she was of, in the er she was in the she was in i the, think she's kind of she i mean she is a, a, a or was a regularly working actor yeah. but the guy who plays dutch i haven't seen in anything other than sons of anarchy the why i didn't watch sons yeah, of anarchy yeah which was the which was the next show from the guys that made the shield oh, well, right, from, okay. from one of the right from kurt sutter yeah so he shows up as a very similar sort of well not as a very similar sort of character he shows up as a sort of corrupt fbi officer yeah uh, and he shows up in a few other things um by the same writing team but yeah. but yeah 
he's he's very rarely in anything, and I think he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, but yeah, the shield. It's I, I mean I'm streaming it on Hulu. Uh, it's part of their streaming package, but um, it's thirty nine ninety nine I think on iTunes for the seven seasons. Well thing. worth it. Yeah, and they're they've just finished a four K um hdr remaster the box set's coming out in november so i imagine that itunes and the likes will update with the 4k goodness i'll be interested to see because so far while itunes has been upgrading movies to 4k i haven't noticed any tv shows been upgraded yeah yeah i haven't actually actually that's a good point i haven't noticed any tv shows even available in 4k let alone being upgraded to so but maybe that'll change i mean there's another apple announcement coming in october so maybe maybe they'll announce TV shows in 4K coming or something like that. PJ, what's your pick of the week? I um, I, I, I put uh, this is a weird one because I don't know if you'd count it, but I I'm going to count it. All right, um, it's the Apple's editorial policy on the App Store. That's your pick of the week. Is I regularly check it because it's filled with lovely little illustrations, and they don't credit the artists on many of these things, but there's lots of nice little illustrations like. If you're the sort of person that would pick up a magazine to flip through it just because it's got nice drawings and stuff in it, nice those, that's it's they're all happening now on the App Store. It's a, it's a weird. They've been doing it for a wee while, so it's not quite new, new. But like since the App Store updated, they seem to have this deliberate policy of including brand new illustrations and and articles about you know you'll find sometimes it's articles about creating a game and stuff, which are all a bit advertorial. They're you know oh this ad- is their the recommendation engine the yeah, kind of yeah yeah but but they they. The nice thing is they're all new illustrations. And yeah. just, you know, they've got lots of different styles and stuff. Um, they they are uh, occasionally will use photos, but I mean, even looking at at this the one on today, there's a wee article about uh, calligraphy and stuff with some nice calligraphy in it. Uh, there is a nice little bit about um, where is it? Three things you need to know about things, which is there's a nice little illustration and a little article about. Uh, uh, a to-do list manager. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I like the illustrations. I suppose the nice thing for Apple is they don't have to sit and worry, can we afford to hire an in-house illustrator for this? They just, they just well, hire someone. But that's yeah. the thing, yeah. yeah. They, 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 there are how many venues are there for illustrators to work in? There's not that many yeah. now. Magazines and Magazines, online articles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Apple have the budget to, ha- you're not getting that much illustration in any, you know, you might have a monthly magazine and so on, but every single day there's a new bunch of little illustrations and articles and stuff. I'm not fussed on the articles because the articles are all from that happy class happy um apple is super yeah, duper sort of kind of place yeah um but the illustrations are nice so that's that's you know i i say i check it every day just to look at what drones are up there what what's new so there that's a it's free <laughs> 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 can't say that about much else well that's been a, another week and uh i'm going to now rush rush, rush you guys out of here so i can get her watching the finale of a, an addendum pick, pick of the week, which is Bodyguard. Bodyguard, I know. Oh, if you're oh well, if you're watching Bodyguard, there was will be... Was that on tonight, th- or is it over? The finale's on tonight. I think... It's, it's, it was on at 9 o'clock, so I'll be watching that. Oh yeah, I might watch there. it when I go home as well. I think after the Bodyguard tonight, there should be a teaser for... Bodyguard 2. Season 5? Season 5 of Line of Duty. Holy Ooh. shit. Which I graded this week. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Tell me everything that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you graded the show or the teaser? Teaser. The teaser. Okay. Well, um, Line of Duty is one of the best shows on TV, and Bodyguard has been a nice little um, palate cleanser yeah. while we wait for uh, while we wait for season five. Uh, can I can I make a pr- I I, uh, I don't want to make a prediction in case 
well, no, don't make a prediction, but sure, but do you do you know out, yes or no if Bodyguard is a one-off seri- series? Or I don't. I, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's done well enough. There'll be another series. If if dep- every dep- single dep- character in it dies tonight, they'll there'll still be a second series. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think. I that's think a like worry. I really like the realm that it's working in. It <sighs> feels like part of the same universe as Line of Duty, yeah, even though they've got. Um, Keely Feeling Records. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, boy, yeah. was I disappointed in that? You led me to believe that <laughs> was a, a right old scene that I saw. I think I thought, did I, did I rewind that? Computer enhance? No, nothing. nothing. <laughs> She's just got like a bit of an itch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I've, I've been really enjoying it, and it's a gorgeous looking show. It's really beautifully they put feel together. They like both, and I, I mean this, I, I suppose it's it's probably an insult, but I'm, they both feel like uh, when one of my favorite bits in Last Action Heroes when he when he goes to the police station, and the police station is like the super glamorized cop shop, and it's like <laughs> no police stations are like this, and there's animated characters walking along and stuff, and that's what Line of Duty feels like to me. It feels like line, yeah, the, like the Line of Duty interrogation room, like that. Gl- Glass front, glass <laughs> yeah. front and back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like these are special sh- places that only exist. I think in, that's the invest in TV the in, land, the invest ni building in Belfast. <laughs> yeah, I think you're is right. what they is what they right, use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's what they use as the um, cop shop. I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to do location spotting in the new series of Line of Duty. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's our show. See you all next time. Yep. When sure. I might be back from New York, maybe. Yeah, you will be. I think, I think I them. should be back by then. And we'll see if I'm broke or destitute <laughs> or what. If you're broke financially or mentally. Yeah, I think all of them. Bye. 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 Dirt's dark and a troubled satellite.